get ready for the journey of a lifetime. Omega Metroid is excited to launch a new series exclusive to our Patreon channel, The Great Metroid Area Ranking. Our mission is simple. We are going to rank every single area in the Metroid series two at a time. Join us on our Patreon as we delve into all the different locales across this amazing series and get in on the action by helping dictate what areas we rank next. The Great Metroid Area Ranking is available to all Omega Metroid tier patrons. Join us on this incredible adventure and help us decide for the final time which Metroid area is the greatest of them all. OmegaMetroid.com's Patreon is the home to the Great Metroid Area Ranking, ROM Hack Reviews, The Spateri Show, and so much more. Consider signing up today and see you next mission. Everyone and welcome to the Zelda Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by Allison Aletha. What's up, Al? How are you? I'm doing okay. I was telling Andy before the show that the weather here, like, is is it's like seasonal depression over here. So I feel very meh. Yeah. But shout out to my dad. It's my dad's birthday today as we're recording. So oh, happy birthday, Mr. Dad. Aletha. What are you guys doing to celebrate? I bought him a treadmill. <laughs> Oh, oh. <laughs> he has this really cool gym in his garage and he's got like really awesome equipment so you don't have to like go get a gym membership and i've been going every weekend and i was like you need a treadmill he's like yeah i need a treadmill so um, my brothers and my sisters and i chipped in got him a treadmill for his birthday no hints there <laughs> <laughs> oh no he is like yeah he was cool then he was like all right cool so but um, i don't have to buy it i solemnly I'm vowing on air in front of you so you can keep me honest. So I, I have my treadmill behind my couch downstairs and, mm-hmm. um, and I, I, I'm going to start using it. Start Monday, start okay. Monday, just a couple minutes every day, get back in this one. I haven't done it for like two months, but I'm going to, I'm going to do it. So thank you for bringing that up. Heck yeah. I think, I think what's important, I don't like to like tell people how to live their lives or be healthy or work out or whatever is just get movement. That's all that matters is move your body. Doesn't matter how you do it, as long as you're not hurting yourself. But movement is like what helps keep your body working. So uh, well I was doing a lot of movement yesterday, Al. Do you know what I was doing? What were you doing? I was finishing my Skyward Sword puzzle that Nintendo sent me oh, in the summer yeah. of twenty twenty one. Yeah, so I got it done. <laughs> I gotta go get the frame and we're gonna slam that bad boy up on the wall with all of the other uh all the other puzzles that we got going on so i was pretty nice. i was pretty happy to add skyward sword to the collection because i've really only got wind waker majora's mask and ocarina of time right now it needs mm-hmm. a little bit of a diversification um but of course the big news in the world of the legend of zelda came last week with the game awards the 10th annual game awards as a matter of fact and we have a yearly tradition here at Zelda Dungeon, and, and specifically on the Zelda cast, where we watch the Game Awards. We don't really like watching them, but we kind of <laughs> watch them anyways. We do it anyways. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we used to do it for, like, reporting purposes, for, you know, reporting the news at Zelda Dungeon. And now that you and I have kind of moved away from that world, we've really had no reason why the two of us needed to sit there and watch, like, eight hours of the Game Awards. Eight but- hours? that's what it feels like i mean (laughs) you know it's always the hope that there would be something exciting to talk about i feel like there was exciting things it's just not zelda exciting you know there was one zelda exciting thing yeah not even nintendo exciting either like it's just yeah it's not a show for you if you're a nintendo fan like you just you gotta stick to your nintendo directs and stuff like that so um yeah it did feel like it was eight hours long and i'll say this about jeff Keighley. Um, that man has stones, okay? Because not many people would have the 
the gumption to already have this outrageous three and a half hour show, which is like 95% ads, and then run over that time and make it even longer, have the audacity to make people sit there to get to the one award that people actually care about in this show. Yeah, I agree. And like, I also think it's kind of a bummer because not only that it's long, but it's not even long because like people are taking too long to talk. People are taking too long to accept their awards because like half the awards are just, you know, read off in like quick succession and nobody gets to like go and accept that award. And then this year after last year with um, I can't remember his name, uh, who won best performance judge. That's right. And he had that really long speech. Well, there was jokes this year, but also they were like really running the music on the people accepting their speech, like doing their acceptance speeches. And it was kind (laughs) of sad. I was like, especially because there was a couple people that I really wanted to win and I was so excited to hear from them and they got rushed. And I was like really bummed for them that 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 moment for them was kind of like rushed. Yeah, well. In a three and a half hour long show, you know, you could have spent more time on those people instead you spent it on ads for games. By God, at least we got the Muppet with the with the. That nose. was important. What? Yeah. What is that guy's name? Gonzo. Is that Gonzo? Gonzo. I can't remember. Yeah. Let me look I, that I up. I was never. I was never like a big Muppets guy. Were you? Um, I think they're fine. I like um, like my favorite Muppets movie is the Muppets Christmas Carol, and that's my favorite Christmas movie. But like, right. that's kind of the extent of my. I also really like loved Miss Piggy growing up. Because I just thought she was so sassy and great. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, she's she's okay. I guess Kermit's kind of a, a cool dude too. But I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Something Gonzo. about the Muppets just uh, never captivated me. But uh, all right, so this is what this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna talk about the game awards, but we're gonna leave the actual show and the award winners and well, most of the award winners and stuff like that for like the back half of this episode because during the I, I think this was during the game awards I'm assuming this is when they got together but either way the, an interview was conducted um with by Game Informer with EG Anuma and they were talking about uh, a bunch of juicy little Zelda tidbits here that I would really like to get into but uh before we get there I guess maybe we should talk about like the big award just right off the hop Okay. Which is game of the year. Right. I was pretty sure that Zelda was not going to win, and mm. it did not. Right. Baldur's Gate 3 did. Right. M- much deserved? I think so. I There was a part of me that's a little bummed that Zelda didn't win, because I'm a huge Zelda fan, right? And I do think that Tears of the Kingdom is a fantastic game, despite like some of the things we've talked about on the show. But Baldur's Gate 3, like, I plugged so many hours into that game and I could see myself continuing to play that game because it's so like you could play it a hundred times and you would never get the same playthrough. It is so well composed, well acted, well put together. Like I've seen choose your own adventure kind of games where choices matter, but this is like insane. There's like 1700 different ways that you could play this game and it's massive and fantastic. And they 100% deserved game of the year. What do I got to do to get you to play the Mass Effect trilogy? I, I think I, you would it's on my list. It. You would love I, it. I think I really would like it. I've um I remember a friend trying to get me to play it back when I was in the military, and I and he was so into it, and I was like, yeah, okay, cool. I just never had the console or the like right. bandwidth to do it. So it's on my list, and I think I would like it. Hmm. Well, I I don't know. Like, I kind of don't think. This is tough, like, to say, because the only other game that I played this year that was nominated in that category was Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Mm -hmm. And I certainly don't think Super Mario Bros. Wonder deserved to win Game of the Year. But Mm -hmm. I also, I really don't think that Zelda did either. And and I guess I'm just like, you know, we we got a little bit of feedback from our definitive ranking episode last week. uh, Particularly me, particularly about music. But, uh, you know. (laughs) Well, that was well-deserved. I don't know art, but I know what I like, as my father always told me. (laughs) And, uh, you know, we we had some people just kind of saying, like, you know, like, I think that scores might be a little bit low. And maybe it was. But, like, I just, I think for a lot of the reasons that we said last week, I just, like, I don't think that it really deserved to win, to be honest. Like, it was so similar to a game that had won Game of the Year six years ago now that I... I, I saw a lot of people disappointed, but like, and I, and I think it was 
Tears was probably like the runner up. Like if it wasn't going to be Baldur's yeah. Gate, it's probably mm-hmm. going to be Tears of the Kingdom. But I, I don't know. Like I just I kind of feel like I. It's it's a weird it's a weird thing that this game is just a weird spot for me where like I love it but I kind of resent it at the same time you know like mm-hmm. I wish it was like it, it's amazing and fun as is but it's like I wish it was really different at the same time I actually had a, this is kind of I'm going in the weeds here but I had a conversation yesterday with with somebody at work and he was saying like you know I got a switch but I've never played um like the the Zelda games and. And I'm kind of, I was like, well, you should play, and I paused, and I was like, well, I don't know, like, do you recommend Breath of the Wild anymore, or do you just go, like, straight to Tears of the Kingdom? So, Mm -hmm. that's kind of what I did, and I think that if, like, if you were that guy playing Tears of the Kingdom without ever playing Breath of the Wild, clearly, that's one of the best games of all time. Mm -hmm. But, like, if if you're like us, I don't know, I just just think it, it was missing that certain something to make it stand apart. And uh, yeah, I just I, I thought from everything I've heard from you, from multiple people I know that have played it, Baldur's Gate was was probably the correct choice. It's probably the only choice. Yeah. It it is the correct choice. But I will like I'll defend tears here. I think that it has enough innovation and enough like crazy technological advances that it could deserve a spot for game of the year. So I yeah. do think it would have been runner up. And if Baldur's Gate three hadn't come out this year, I do think it would have won. Um but, yeah, I mean, I understand where you're coming from, but I do think that, like, it really would have deserved Game of the Year if not for Baldur's Gate 3. It's just Baldur's Gate 3 was so much, was just so incredible for the gaming industry, period. Yeah, it did. Like, I don't know. Like, it, this year was, like, such a good year for games, but then it was also, like, every like every game and Game of the Year, I was kind of like, eh, is this, like, really one of the best games of the year kind of thing? Like, I, I'm not really sure. Um, I thought it was funny that um, I was seeing immediately online on Twitter, on, on TikTok, that Spider-Man fans for Spider-Man 2, they were so convinced, and I feel like, I don't want to be mean, but I feel like this is slightly delusional, but they were so convinced that Spider-Man 2 was going to win so many awards, especially Game of the Year. And they were so confused. They were like, what even is, what is this game? Why is it taking all the awards? What mm. is Baldur's Gate 3? And then they'd look at like 0.5 seconds of like footage and be like, you're telling me a turn-based game? Like one spot, like over spot. And I just thought it was hilarious. Like they were the only fan base that I saw losing their minds about this. Everybody else is kind of like, yeah, this is well-deserved. Like it makes sense yeah. and we'll give it, like we, we got to give it to them. But Spider-Man 2 fans, they were, they were not having it. Um, I, I can't say that I saw that narrative from them, but like, did Spider-Man 2 win anything? I don't think so. I don't think so. And I, I've heard really good things about the Spider-Man franchise and that is also the, the first one is something I'm really, yeah, I'm really excited to play those, but I've also heard that it's like a lot of the same as, you know, Spider-Man 1 and that, yeah. um, it's just like, yeah, maybe the story's good. Maybe the acting is good, but it's still like... Let me tell it's not you, innovative. It's not incredible. You know why you know? Spider-Man 2 didn't win a damn thing? Is because they changed Spider-Man to look like that little creep Tom Holland instead of like the good model that they had for the first game. And they they patched the first game. They patched it so that that Tom Holland shows up over this guy. So I'm never going to play that again because I don't want to look at him. When I see images of it, I don't see Tom Holland. Are you sure? Yeah. All right, all right. You just have um, a vendetta against Tom Holland. Maybe because he, he went and got Zendaya. You don't like it. He's a creepy little guy. I do hate him for that, too, actually. Yes, you're right. <laughs> such uh, a guy. Yeah. No, he's, he's just a, he's a creepy he's a creepy little dude. I don't like I don't him. I don't think he's creepy. Um, yeah, I, I think, like... Like, I look at all the, the nominees in Game of the Year, and, like, like I think that there's a lot of, like, really good titles that, for whatever reason, did not make it into Game of the Year. And I want to also, because, you know, we're, we're going to be a little bit more light, we're going to be, a, like, joking at, you know, making a lot of jokes at the Game Awards expense, but I, I think we should acknowledge one thing, too. I was pretty sure this was never going to happen, but, like, it, and it didn't, and it, it was disappointing, but, like, it really would have been something if if Keeley would have used his platform and said something, anything about like all of the people who've been laid off by these mm-hmm. game companies this year. I, you know, I podcasted with someone that was laid off from Bungie like a month ago. And, oh. uh, it, it was just like, man, like this, like it, 
the games, you're richer than ever. Like you are mm-hmm. making more money than you've ever made in in the history of this industry. And, you know, you're pulling in more money than Hollywood. You're pulling in more money with than streaming. There's no reason why, you know, all these people should be laid off. And I was hoping that maybe our boy Keeley would acknowledge that he didn't. I was hoping he would. I was. I didn't think he would, but I was. It was still a little bit disappointing. I think it was kind of like a. It was kind of like a couple of years ago when they gave that award to The Last of Us Part Two, winning Best Game of the Year, and when like all you heard about was like how like how much those those developers are just like grinded right the last couple months of development like basically mm-hmm. you know they were they were grinded into rubble. Um, so yeah, it was kind of it was kind of lame. That is, yeah, I agree. I did see some response from other people in the industry. I don't know if it was around the same time or during the Game Awards or after. But, like, people like Ben Starr made a point to mention that. He was saying, like, yeah, it was a great game, a great year for gaming, but not a great year for, like, the gaming industry. Um, I think that even, I, I feel like some people, when they went up to accept their speeches, also wanted to talk about it. Um, because they talked about other important things, but they weren't able to because they got musicked off the stage. So, yeah. uh, right. maybe they were trying to keep them from talking about it. Let's pivot away. Well, I'm. I mean, like, I guess, I guess I get it. Like, why you wouldn't want that on your show, but like, I don't know. Like, I feel like if you want to be kind of a a leader in in this industry, which I think that that Keeley does, like, those are kind of the uncomfortable things that maybe you need to do to you know, earn a little bit of capital or respect or whatever. So mm-hmm. um, let's move away from the Game Awards here just for a quick second. And uh, let's talk about this Legend of Zelda timeline, which, as you know, is not a subject that uh, that I'm really all that into. And, right. you know, I, I, you're what? Like lukewarm on it? Would that be fair? I feel like I was super Medium? into it in, yeah, like 2011, obviously, when they started announcing it and like throughout. But then I feel like a year or two after Breath of the Wild, I was kind of like, I don't feel like they care anymore. And so I don't feel like I care anymore. If that makes sense. Like, I still that makes like total it. makes sense. Yeah. And I still think it's important. But like, after Breath of the Wild, I do, I would say, yeah, lukewarm is pretty apt. Yeah. I, I, I can't, I couldn't agree more. Like, if, if Nintendo doesn't care about it, like, why should we? And I think with the release of Breath of the Wild, it was very clear that they don't care about it. Mm-hmm. And um, so so Brian Shea of Game Informer did uh, did an interview with, uh, like I said, AJ Anuma, and he also uh, interviewed the Tears of the Kingdom director, um, Hidmaro Fujibayashi, and uh, was picking their brain about the timeline. And I thought that there was actually, like, some kind of cool tidbits in here. So I, I'm excited to read these to you and, and see... What you think? So okay. here we go. So, so Shay basically he just asked like you know listen you're developing a new Zelda title your primary focus is on the core gameplay but the timeline placement discussion has become important for fans how much consideration goes into this and both um, Fujiyabashi and Aonuma answer and they kind of like they basically say no consideration goes into it like we don't want to confine ourselves into a box anything like that etc cetera, etc cetera. it's it's the answer you've heard before, but what I thought was actually really interesting is that um, after that, Shay asks them about a theory, and this theory I've never heard, and I thought that it was like pretty cool. So here we go. Have you heard the theory that some scenes in Tears of the Kingdom are perhaps a loose retelling of some events from Ocarina of Time? And Yanuma says no. Uh, I'm hearing this for the first time. So Shay goes on to explain, well, there's Raru, then there's the Imprisoning War, then there are some scenes in Tears of the Kingdom that resemble the scenes in Ocarina of Time, particularly the, particularly the flashbacks when when Ganondorf is like kneeling before the king, or when uh, you know just like a couple different like things that you could, if you you know if you wanted to you could maybe interpret it. They're just vague enough. And uh, actually, before I even read what they said, like what do you what do you think about that? Because I thought it was actually kind of neat. I mean, I wouldn't say it's, like, a, a retelling, but I did see a lot of th- similarities, like having the sages return. Um, I, I definitely thought of Ganondorf kneeling before the king in Ocarina of Time when I saw him do it to Raru in um, Tears of the Kingdom. Like, I immediately went back to that place. 
And I was like, ooh, he lying, you know. Um, so, yeah, there's, like, some elements that I was like, yeah, I do see similarities to Ocarina of Time. I wouldn't say it's, like, a whole retelling, though. No, like a like a loose adaptation at best, right? Okay. Like, because, right. yeah, I mean, you've got the same. It, it's like somebody's telling the Ocarina of Time story or legend, if you want, mm-hmm. if you will. But they didn't. They only read like half the like, like they read it on Wikipedia, you know. Like they didn't okay. actually like read the whole book. They just read right. a synopsis really quickly. It's like, oh yeah, like the sages they they sealed away this guy during the imprisoning war, and uh, the, the Ganondorf betrayed the king. Probably had a sorcerer helping him out. Like uh, yeah, I don't know, lots of stuff that's. So I, I thought that was cool, and um, yeah. So uh, Fujibashi said, uh, I'm not going to read exactly what he said line for line here, but like. I'll paraphrase. We understand the fans have theories and it's a big thing to do for fans and uh, yada, yada, yada. Uh, it's not like we're trying to plan ahead for those theories, but in the series, that's the there's this idea of reincarnation in that Zelda and Link, as they appear in the different titles, are not the same person per se, but there's a sort of fundamental soul that carries on. And because of that, certain aspects may turn out similar. Like you were saying, the antagonists kneeling before the king, those scenes might turn out like they are glimpses of the soul of the series and i don't know i just i thought that that was kind of like a I do like that a nice little little theory you know yeah like not only is there reincarnation which we know because of curse the uh, demise's curse right but also that the souls like that soul of the princess the hero the the bad guy they're like destined to repeat history almost yeah so i thought that was interesting and usually i don't find that kind of stuff interesting i, I think as you mm-hmm. well know so so, as, as speaking of demise, actually, so Shay also followed up and said, "Like, hey, does the Hyrule we saw in the flashback scene in Tears of the Kingdom predate Skyward Sword, or does it come after the other games of the timeline?" And uh, you gotta love these answers here. So they were probably like, "I don't know." <laughs> uh, <laughs> so <laughs> Fujibayashi is just like, "Well, so there's something a little bit clear in our in our minds, but of course, it could all be wrong as well," which <laughs> which is great. Uh, <laughs> and then and it was just like i don't know zelda's a series of games that focus on puzzle solving so this is just another puzzle that people can solve if they want to which i love that i love them for that so yeah, yeah. i thought that was interesting another thing that they uh that they asked about in the uh, in the same interview here was about doing another sequel to mm-hmm. to breath of the wild slash tears of the kingdom and uh mercifully thankfully Looks like that is not on the table. Although, do we trust them? I mean, I feel like I feel like I do. Like, especially since it's really coming to fruition that there is no DLC. Like, they didn't trick us, right? And say mm-hmm. no, and then come out with it. I do feel like they are at a point where, especially because it tears took so long for them to work on that I feel like they're probably burnt out on this world, this Hyrule yeah. that they have been working on since. God knows, 2013, maybe, you know? So I feel like, yes, I, I trust them. And I'm glad that they are at that point in their, in the Zelda series where there's like, yep, it's time to move on. I'm like, thank God. <laughs> I, I want to read what Aonuma said, because I have never heard this word that this, this man busted out here. So okay. he said, well, that would be a sequel to a sequel, a sequel to a sequel, easy for me to say. Which is getting a bit wild when you think about it. But as I mentioned previously with Tears of the Kingdom, we were seeking to build on top of the world we created with Breath of the Wild and really exhaust the possibilities of what we could put into that world. I think it is, to use a bit of a term, an an apotheosis. Hmm. Al, uh, do you use that word often in your uh, everyday vocabulary? Hey, Google, what does apotheosis mean? (laughs) Let Let me see if I can infer uh, I think it is, to use a bit of a term, an apotheosis, or the final form of that version of The Legend of Zelda. In that regard, I don't think we'll be making a direct sequel to a world such as that we have created. Um, Alright, what do you infer that this means? Um, your your boss has went to its final form, and this if you beat this boss, it's the end of the game. Okay, highest point in the development of something, culmination or climax. There we go, there we go. I fought the uh, apotheosis of Dracula earlier today as I was playing Castlevania Circle of the Moon. He was just regular Dracula, but then he apotheosized (laughs) it to his final form. (laughs) We're going to start putting that in our vocabulary. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So one last tidbit that I want to get to before we move on is... um, 
Shay also asks about the integration integration of Ultra Hand in future titles. Um, and this is what they had to say. The crux of the experience of playing Tears of the Kingdom is Ultra Hand and the freedom to create. That is what Tears of the Kingdom is. So every time we're making a Zelda title, we want, we want to create something new. What we want to do from a game's create a game creator's perspective is create something new. From that perspective, I don't think we'll be seeing Ultra Hand in every single Zelda game or anything in the future. Which I think makes sense. And I think that is mm-hmm. as it should be. I mean, yes. he nailed it. Like, that's that's the identity of Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, really. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it should stay that way. I Because agree. if it doesn't, then, like, what is Tears of the Kingdom? Other than just, like, a game using the same world, then the same mechanic is used in a new, different world, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I think that that was one of the things that made Tear 100% special is, like, the way they were able to, like, just... It's, like, incredible what they were able to, You could, like, literally break the game to do whatever you want with it without breaking the game. Yeah. And I think that's incredible. And if you did that again, yeah, I don't see that being... Now, if you could, like... If you could have another game where you're kind of having to brave the wilds and you have to put your own, you know, Korok leaf on a spear and tie it together instead of, like, you know, yeah. gluing them together with Ultrahand, that's fine. That's totally different, but... <laughs> So yeah, I'm glad that they they like the idea of just keeping it with tears. All right, let's move back over to these game awards, and uh, I guess we can we can focus on one more thing before. I mean, really, there's there's not a lot of Zelda going on at these game awards, but uh, one category that Zelda did take home or an award this year was the best action adventure game. This is like a consolation prize award if you've ever seen one, isn't it? I mean, no, I feel like that was kind of important. I'm glad that Tears actually won something, and I'm glad that it was, like, best action-adventure game because I feel like there's a crap ton of action-adventure games in in the, like, the industry. So I feel like it's – I thought it was cool, and I was proud of them for that. I don't. I didn't think it was a consolation prize. Oh, okay. Because game of the year is like I'm encompassing Nancy everything over here. All right. You know, this um, is just encompassing one genre. Yeah, I think like, I guess like I I just kind of view Zelda and like it has such a a reputation for just like high 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 quality, which is like staggering that it's been able to maintain that that reputation for high quality for like the last thirty five years. But, um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I guess I was just kind of like, well, like when a new Zelda game comes out, it's, it's almost like game of the year bust in, in a certain way. Right. Like, which I guess like, isn't quite fair, but I, I was like, I was looking at the nominees for this award and I was like, well, I mean, Zelda should win. It, it probably is going to win. And it did. So I was just kind of like, yeah, like that's, that's fine. Yeah, but, like, let, let's consider something else. Like, they had another category that was, like, Sim Strategy, right? And you know Pikmin 4 was never going to be nominated for Game of the Year because it yeah, can't that's true. beat out every single game in the industry, right? And Zelda came close because it was at least nominated. But when you consider the, that Pikmin 4 went up against other Sim Strategy games and won, that's exciting for Pikmin 4. And well, Pikmin 4 fans. You are you are correct. And I would have argued, actually, that Pikmin 4 should have been in the running for Game of the Year. I think that might have been my my favorite game that Nintendo made this year was Pikmin 4, which, mm-hmm. was, which was such an awesome game. And not too long. Didn't overstay its welcome either. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Zelda does take home one award. I mean... I guess the other, I guess the other thing too, when, when we're talking about the game awards is like, and, and you know what, Zelda fans, this is kind of it for Zelda content this week. We're just going to, we're going to focus on the rest of the game awards. So this is not your jam. I'm sorry, but uh, you know, I, there's lots of other like cool things in there and some stuff that uh, if you didn't watch the show that I think you might be able to be like, Hey, like this game looks kind of cool or maybe whatever. Right. Like, so mm-hmm. if you, if you only want to stick around for Zelda, come back next week, we're doing, we're doing best Zelda ever. And it's going to be a great show. Um, but let's let's finish uh, with the game awards here. And I guess you know we were chatting before we went live, and it's like the game. I mean, the game awards. Like I feel like I was just kind of like, eh, when Tears won that award, because mm-hmm. you know how you said like if if Nintendo doesn't care about the timeline, why should we care about the timeline? Right. I would take that exact sentiment and be like, well, if the game awards doesn't care about game awards, why should we care about game awards? Because I mean, like, okay. I they're saying. so in this show. I think it was like 
60% commercials, uh, 35% reveals and game trailers, 5% awards. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe like, maybe like 2% music, 3% awards actually would have been more appropriate. <laughs> yeah. So I mean... like, it's hard to like take them seriously when, when Keeley's up there, um, and he's just like, okay, I've got like eight awards to rattle off here. Blah, 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 and he's just like getting them done as fast as he can, just so that they can move on to the next like segment with the, with the Muppet guy, with the, the ding dong on his nose. You know, this, uh, Catherine brought this up to me. We were talking about it, uh, yesterday, I think. And she was excited because Final Fantasy 16 won best score, right? Which is another one that Zelda was nominated for. I was kind of bummed because I wanted it to win just to spite you. Two out of five. (laughs) Um, And she's like, but they didn't, like, give them a score with the music. Like, they didn't, like, play some of their music even though they won best score in music. And I was like, you're right. They should have. Instead, they played music. Not to say that that music wasn't cool, but they played music for, what was it, Um, Hellblade 2, which has been at the Game Awards a couple years now, and Alan Wake 2. I don't think Hellblade 2 is ever coming out. This is like the fourth year that I swear to God I've seen a, a cinematic trailer for it at the Game Awards. Mm-hmm. And those uh, were really cool performances. I, I thought agree. they were highlights. But they, but again, you're you're prioritizing a lot of your time to stuff that people like. Not to say that gr- game trailers aren't things that we care about. We love game trailers. But there's like directs for that. There's a summer events for that. There's This is supposed to be an award show. And you're supposed to showcase like what was accomplished this year and the music from final fantasy 16 was obviously great so why not give us a performance for it yeah uh, you're not wrong i mean like uh, like i i mean i i get it like you want to do i like that the game of the year nominees get like their little musical number at the end but like mm-hmm. yeah like there is like there's even a final fantasy uh seven performance oh that's where, right i uh, forgot about that uh, what's her name? Lauren uh, Lauren Allred, who did a great job, by the way. Uh, she did a fantastic mm-hmm. job. What a what a set of pipes on what her! A Holy voice. cow! Yeah, yeah. That was like I was thinking of Catherine actually when that happened. Like when when I was listening to Enigma, and I was like, damn, Lady Gaga sounds like she's about to like break my phone. And this this girl's kind of <laughs> the same thing. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, like you're not wrong. Like it should. I don't know. The, the thing about the Game Awards is just like they. You could complain about this every single year, and I don't. I, at this point, I don't think it's going to change. It is what it is. But like, mm-hmm. there needs to be some kind of balance between the awards and everything else, because like, there's there's no balance at all. Like, it's Mm-mm. just. I feel like it's just like such a crappy look, like to get up there and just Jeff Keeley rattles off all of these games, like just one after the other, after the other, after the other, and it's like if you're not interested in them, just like have make this award show only have like six awards like mm-hmm. i would prefer that like fewer awards and like people actually come up and they get to talk or whatever and and like just do that and and get rid of all those other awards that like it feels like you don't care about i don't know it's just it's a it's like a tough look to watch like if i poured my heart and soul into Sea of Stars is a great example. Okay, mm-hmm. you know I love Sea of Stars. I've been right. I, that was that's probably my game. Didn't of the that year. one that one like best indie game? It didn't did. It? it won best indie game. And if I was the team that that worked away probably for years on Sea of Stars, and I was so excited to get a nomination at the Game Awards and and really like show people like what sea of stars is maybe tell some mm-hmm. stories about it tell thank people that helped you along the way and instead it's just like uh best racing game yep this game um best uh, vr game yep this game best indie game sea of stars and like next and it's just like well that kind of sucks like mm-hmm. so yeah it's uh i agree because like yeah they don't get a chance to go and like have that like i was talking about at the start of the show they don't get to have that moment like what yeah i'm not saying that's what they worked for but that's like part of it and they could celebrate it but instead it's just like yep okay cool see you stars woo and then like then it was on to the next thing i can understand them rattling off stuff like from the pre-show they were talking about esports like nobody cares about esports that should have just its own show like yeah get that um (laughs) so that's fine but like and, yeah, and they could have their own show and have their own moments. So, but I was, I'm like, okay, I don't care about them rattling that off. But there was some really cool stuff that they rattled off and just like left yeah. in the air. And it's such a bummer. It is. It is. 
I don't think it's going to change. I mean, I think it is what it is. I think that's just the format that they're going to go with, which is like, I, I think that's always going to, for as long as that format exists. And like I said, I don't see that changing anytime soon. I think that you will always have questions about the legitimacy of this show. And I know that Keeley was trying to make like, cause it like, there's not really a big governing body for lack of better term that awards like game of the years. Like you have your GameSpot game of the year, you have your IGN game of the year. This is supposed to be like that, that one, it's like the Academy Awards, but like, yeah, you'd never see this, like never at the Academy Awards, like say what you will about, about those shows and they could be a little bit dry, but like, man, at least some of those people get up there and have a chance to like say, Hey, I'd like to thank my family for, for all the long hours that I had to work on Sea of Stars. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's kind of lame. Or- we can, we complain about it every year. Yeah, or something important, too, because I've seen that happen at Academy Award shows where they say yeah. something important. And I feel like Neil Newbon tried to say something important, but he got rushed. And then also Larian Studios, their team tried to say something important, and they also got rushed. And it's like, come on. Yeah, I think, uh, like I said, I mean, it is what it is. I don't think they're going to change, but... They, they definitely have, like, a legitimacy problem that I don't know. I don't know if that's going we, away. We should talk about, we made, this was, like, a joke while we were watching the show, but it is kind of, like, it is kind of an issue. But, like, Jeff said in a tweet or in an interview or oh something, I can't God. remember exactly, that they were moving away from, quote, unquote, world premieres. Right? Didn't he? Like, I don't know the exact quote, and maybe I could take that out of context. Somebody can correct me. But if you're going to say something of that nature and still have a crap ton of world premieres at this show, like, what are you saying? What? Why would you even say that? They, I noticed that they took away the title card and the voiceover that says world premiere. You know, they didn't have that anymore. But then the world premieres all just started bleeding together. And I was like, is this the same game? Like, are we on a new game? What's happening? Yeah. So what he said was that they were stepping back from the world premiere label. What's, but they still what's said the world premiere. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know what? Uh, you bring up a good point because have you noticed something? I have not called that man Jeff Keeley, Jeff Knightley once. And that's because I have demoted him for lying to us. You demoted him to his actual name. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> anybody that doesn't know, like... <laughs> this is like a, a running joke for like multiple years, but I can't even remember how it started. But so I think it was it was either me or someone else. We we mispronounced his name, but we called him Jeff Knightley. And I was like, mm-hmm. this dude's just Jeff Knightley now, and it's it's stuck for like six years. But now he's just Keeley. Yeah, he's, he's just, just his actual name. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some of the stuff that was announced that we actually did like because mm-hmm. I I thought that there was like I thought there was some cool stuff that was that was shown, and in fact there actually was like uh. I want to say like a 30 minute span. I don't think you agreed with me. But like- I didn't. It was so funny. You were like an hour and a half late. And then you came in and you were like, oh. wow, is this is this good now? What? I'm like, bro, you've been here for two seconds. An hour and a half. That's a little. Well, okay. A little Maybe an hour and 15 minutes. But like- I thought I was like 20 minutes late or something like that. I don't remember. The show started. Let's. The show started at four thirty. Even though they call that the pre-show, but they still award things. I think that's garbage. And then it started at five. The show itself started at five. Yeah. Okay. So that it, it doesn't out. really I was matter. About an hour and a half late then. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. It just was funny because the moment you popped in, they were kind of popping off for a minute, and then and yeah. then after like <laughs> after you were like, okay, I'm not having fun anymore. <laughs> it was it was awesome. Like so there was. Um... There was a half an hour period where I was like, I think the Game Awards actually kind of rocks right now. Because we showed, mm-hmm. there was like, first of all, there was that dude. You got to look for this guy while I'm trying to tell the story. But that dude who was making that really cool Metroidvania that we talked about, he had like that, that like cape thing. Very handsome yeah. guy. Um, yeah. I can't, I can't remember his name. But so he came on. I was like, this guy looks like he, he looks like a star. And uh, he and his game looked really cool. And then they showed the next game, and it had like six synthwave music. And then Hideo, which we'll which we'll talk about in great detail here. And then <laughs> they had the most absolutely surreal experience I may have ever seen in my life, which was the uh, uh, I'm gonna try and and find the band name here, but uh, it was like it was the Eye Patch Band. They were singing a song from Alan Wake, 
And it was yeah. just the most insane thing that I've ever seen. And it was like, I I can't even describe it. And anybody that watched the game Rock Wars, ballad. it looked it looked like Rocky Horror Picture Show is what it looked like. <laughs> it's this was something else. And anybody watching knows exactly what I'm talking about too. But um, it was it was pretty it was pretty unbelievable. So for that like 30 minute period, I was like, okay, this rocks. That maybe mm-hmm. maybe we've turned the turned the page here a little bit. However, <laughs> however, the true form of the Game Awards did indeed reveal itself uh, after that. So, yeah, I thought that was a good little stretch there. What, uh, I don't know, what was your biggest takeaway? Because I want to talk about mine next, but what what was yours? What would, What did you see that you were just like, yeah, I can't wait for that, or I'm really excited about that? I, like, honestly, like, all of the trailers kind of blurred together, and I don't even remember anything that was shown that I was like, heck yeah, I'm kind of excited for that. Um, I know that there was, like, a um, a commercial. It wasn't even part of the show. It was a commercial for that new Prince of Persia game, and I was like, because I'm still awesome. stoked about that coming out. So I was like, yeah, I'm excited about that, but, like, that's not even part of the show. <laughs> that was just a commercial from the show. Um Hold I don't on. know. I, I really I gotta struggle. interrupt you really quick. I'm so sorry. I just want to make sure I give these guys their their due. So it is. Oh a, yeah. It's the Finnish band Poets of the Fall. However, they were playing as the in-game band called Old Gods of Asgard from Alamo mm. Two, and right. the dude had an eye patch, and it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I mean, there was stuff more like awards that were given that I was really excited about, more so than anything that was announced. So we could talk about your game, and then I want to gush about Neil Newbon for a bit. Yeah, absolutely. So I, um, I came, I came onto the scene. I was uh, fashionably late to the Game Awards, and when I got there, there was like this door. There's just a door on stage, and there's all this mist by the door, and I was like, okay, cool. And my man, Hideo Kojima, rocks out of this door. He's got, he's, he's full of drip and he comes out and he's just like, he's, he has a translator obviously, but uh, him him and Jeff Keighley are tight. And he starts talking and I thought he was going to start talking about Death Stranding too, which I'm pumped about. Mm-hmm. But this dude starts talking about a new game, which very much looks like a spiritual sequel to PT, which was of course the the game that never got made. Um, the Silent Hill game that never got made because Konami sucks. And, uh, and then, and then after that, he busted out through the door comes Jordan Peele, who has made (laughs) us and get out and nope, like all these sick movies. And they're Mm -hmm. just like, we're working on a game together. And I was, and I was like, yes, this looks so (laughs) awesome. And I'm so pumped for OD and it looks like a scary game and we're going to play it together. Al, I don't care what you say. I am so excited. Like basically anything Kojima makes, I'm like I'm so into. Like he's just he's so crazy. But I I'm I'm pumped, man. That was my highlight of the show for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, you were definitely excited during that part. And I I don't really know much about his career or any of the games that he's made because I haven't played them. But like when I was looking at the trailer for OD, I was just like, or not, it wasn't even a trailer. It was just like a. I don't know, some footage of, of, of an experience. And I'm like, I don't know what this is, but it's freaking me out. And I don't know if I want to be a part of it. <laughs> and Dude, like, that's cool for anyone who likes that genre, but it's not me. <laughs> I am so pumped to play this. And I, I, I don't care what you say. I'm going to make you play this. I'm going to drive to your house. I'm going to take the nice 12 hour jump. We'll watch all the Twilight movies. And you're going to play OD with me. <laughs> yes. Um, and, and one thing about this too, as well, that, that caught my attention is uh, one of the actresses in this in this game is Hunter Schaefer, who of course has been yeah. very linked to playing Zelda in the uh, upcoming Legend of Zelda movie. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm uh, I'm excited about this. It's like I don't know what it is. I'm sure it's going to be crazy. I'm sure it's going to be nuts. It? Like I don't know. They were Doesn't talking matter. about how it's like not just a game or a movie. It's like an experience. I'm like, what are you talking about? It sounds like it's going to be. Like bonkers. Aside from like the scary and bonkersness of it, it sounds like it's going to be innovative and new, and that's cool. The idea of that is awesome. That's what you could count on with a Kojima Productions game. Let you say say what you will, but you could definitely count on it being innovative and it not being like almost anything else. 
So Heck. for that, I'm like, I'm, I'm so jazzed. I was so pumped about this, but I do want to also shout out, um, Tales of Kanzara, which was the, that did uh, look cool. yeah. So that was the game that, uh, God, I, I wish I'm going to try and just quickly find his name while, uh, while I'm looking at this, but that was, uh, another game that, uh, the guy that I was talking about earlier, um, was was showing off, and he had like this very sweet speech and, and everything like that. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm yeah, really pumped. It looks like an mm-hmm. awesome like Metroidvania, and obviously you know like I'm I'm out. Uh, I'm all about the Metroidvanias. Uh, and it's got like dance like combat. Like it kind of looks like Black Panther almost, but like it, it just it looks awesome. Like I'm mm-hmm. I'm stoked to play very this. Colorful. Yeah. yeah, it looks really cool. I really hope I hope it comes to Switch. Please come. To yeah, Switch. this looks yeah, like a game I mean- that would do well on the Switch too. You know what? I haven't played my Switch since Tears or the Marathon. That's crazy. Brother, um, that's like the only thing I play anymore. But I uh, I am, I, I heard from a little birdie that I might have uh, Horizon Forbidden West under my Christmas tree this year. If, if I can make it to the 25th and stay off the naughty list. So that, uh, okay. I'm going to have to fire that up on the PS4. We should play that at the same time. That would be cool. Yeah, future Zelda cast. Just talking about yeah. that. Yeah, you betcha. Heck yeah. Um, so yeah, those were uh, those were my big takeaways from the show. Um, Last Sentinel was another game that I thought looked very cool. It was like cyberpunk AI kind of. You know, it was right up my yeah. alley. That's that's kind of my jam. That's like a cheat code for me to get to you to like <laughs> for me to get to you to like the game. Just put like some uh, you know some AI kind of stuff in there and I'll, I'll gush over it. So, uh, yeah. I you didn't have any, also, any like highlights, any like game highlights or anything. I was kind of excited though. I don't really know the extent of it because this is on my list to play, but, uh, God of War Ragnarok looks like it's getting free yeah, DLC. That's sweet. Um, I don't really know what it's about yet, but like, I'm like, cool. That's more content for me to, you know, take part in once I finally play those two games. So I was kind of excited about that, but there was just like, I don't know. There was just so much. And sometimes they all start to look the same that I'm just like, I don't remember what like really popped out to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard. It's can hard I, for me to really remember. Can I mention one more thing that popped out, but for like the okay. wrong reasons? Okay. <laughs> they get to, okay. You know, when you're watching a Nintendo Direct and like, it's like, there's one more thing. Yeah. That could like make or break a Nintendo Direct. Oh, oh, I know what you're gonna say. Okay. These guys, they were just like, we got one final world premiere, which they said they mm-hmm. weren't gonna have. And they show this game. And this game looks like it's for the PlayStation 2. Oh, it's God, like it was so janky. It's dusty, it's musky. It's a new Monster Hunter game, which is like the most unexciting thing. There's if you're a Monster Hunter fan, I'm sorry, but like all three of you were probably really excited, but like the rest of us are just like <laughs> this. This is what you're you're ending. This this is what you're ending with yeah. the show with before the the game of the year award is given. Yeah, I was just like, why does it? Is it my screen? Does this look look really <laughs> choppy to anybody else? And it was so so not good looking. You know what? You know what? This was this was like the first trailer that you ever saw for Pokemon Legends uh, Arceus. I was oh. like, is this the sequel? Like. <laughs> um so yeah it did not look very good i'm sure i don't know it's probably a fun game i don't mean to disparage i've never really the liked monster, monster hunter. hunter games i've tried them but i've never tried them but i did watch the movie and if this okay. game has mila jovovich in it then it'll probably be awesome actually but as far as i can tell it doesn't so mm-hmm. uh jury's out on that one it's a very odd yeah. choice to uh to end the to, presentation and like, your real weird uh world premieres with yeah, I was trying to say world and premiere at the same time. You know, I can never, cool. I can never tell. Like when I, because like, God, we've seen a lot of these Monster Hunter games and Nintendo Directs over the years. I feel like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, nothing is as bad as Kirby level, but it's just like you could count on like a new Monster Hunter something once a year. And like, I feel like I've seen so many of these that I'm like, is this like a new game? Is this a DLC game? Is this a remake? Like, yeah, I don't know. Like what what this series has going on anymore? But I just, I feel like mm-hmm. I can't keep up. Maybe they just need to slow down and come out with more quality content instead of quantity. This sounds really unfair considering I've never played a Monster Hunter game. And by all <laughs> accounts, Monster Hunter World is supposed to be incredible. Yeah. But I mm. I am who I am. And I will judge this game just by how it looks and where it was placed. Um, yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's go through these awards, Al. 
I'm sure you're hey. eager to talk about best esports event and coach and team and all of that. <laughs> nope. I have no care for any of that. <laughs> what you want to talk you know about? Let's. I I have a few off like top of my head. Okay. Most anticipated game went yes. to Final Fantasy Set Final. Good lord, Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth, As which it I'm should. excited about because I still haven't finished that game, but I plan on it. And I'm excited that the next part comes out really close to when I'm going to be finishing it, so that I don't have to wait that long. I'm I'm looking at so so first of all, I think that uh, Final Fantasy Rebirth is going to be amazing. I loved Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I'm really pumped about Hades too. I'm looking mm-hmm. at these other games. It's like, is there truly nothing else on the on the horizon here? Like Tekken Eight. Like are are we excited about Tekken Eight? Are we excited about Star like, Wars? What is Star like, Wars Outlaws? I honestly don't remember or don't know because they announced <laughs> it a while ago. I want to say like two years ago. I could be wrong. Somebody can correct me. It's totally fine. Um, and they barely announced anything about it. And then I haven't heard anything about it since. Except for a release date, I think. They did on a direct uh, well, a while back. It was nice to not have to see Tears of the Kingdom in this category for like the seventh year in a row. So that was good. That was good. That's very true. Um, all right, let's uh, let's continue on here. What other ones do you want to talk about? I have one that I want to talk about really quickly, if you don't mind. Yeah, go for it. Uh, we touched on it earlier, but I just want to give this game its flowers again. And that's Pikmin 4 winning best sim strategy. You see what I did there, Al? Yes. Flowers? Yeah, there you flowers, yeah. It's hey? beautiful. Because of the good- yeah. yeah. Okay. It's a good little connection there. Um. Yeah. Very much deserved. I I implore all of you if you have not played Pikmin Four, it is so much fun. Like it's just it's just a fun game. There you mm-hmm. know you never frustrate. You might be frustrated, but it's just like I don't know. It's just like some games. There's qualities that really stick out, and it's not always necessarily that they're just like fun. You know what I mean? Like that might sound dumb, mm-hmm. but like this is just like a really fun time. So, um, play Pikmin Four. It's really awesome. Yeah, I think with the next two I wanted to talk about, I'm going to sound like a Spider-Man fan because I'm going to be like, why does anybody care? <laughs> I know why people care about Alan Wake 2, but I don't because I don't know anything about it. So the next two ones that Alan Wake 2 won was Best Narrative, which I thought should have totally gone to Baldur's Gate 3. Because um, it has like such an incredible story with so many plot twists and like... To know the fact that I still don't have the full story, even though I've plugged almost 200 hours into that game, is, like, so exciting for me. But it lost to Alan Wake 2, and I don't know or care about this game, so why? <laughs> so I sound like a Spider-Man 2 fan. <laughs> a little, uh, little salty there, Al. I, you I know am. what? I will say, I, I think that everything I've heard about Alan Wake 2, this game seems awesome. And yeah. I put Alan Wake 1 on my wish list, and I wish I would have just bought it when it was on sale, because it was 50% off, but... Now oh, it's wow. back up to full price. So next time it goes on mm-hmm. sale, I'm going to pick it up. And I'm going to play it. I, I'm i hopeful that it was actually well-deserved. I, I can't speak to that. And so I kind of feel bad saying that. But I'm just like, you know, you had also Final Fantasy 16 in there. Right. But I just, I just feel like Baldur's Gate could have swept the whole thing. So I was a little salty. And then the next one was Best Art Direction also went to Alan Wake. And I was hopeful that Zelda would win that one. And I think there was also a moment when we were watching Should the game. Should Zelda Wars. have won, though? I mean, compared to the rest of these. I would even like suggest that I think Super Mario Bros. Wonder has better art direction than Zelda. And again, it's not because the art direction isn't great. Like, it is. But, like, been there, done that. I guess I see what you're saying. But there was also, like, a lot of really cool, beautiful new concepts with, like, the Zonai and the sky and the depths and... Um, all the new creature creatures and Zelda becoming a dragon and like I I you could see in like when that I'm pretty sure this is the one where it was announced and you could see AG Aonuma kind of like he looked excited for the winner but also a little bummed like he was hoping to win that one too. I I, I think that was appropriate that that game did not win. But um, another one that I want to shout out really quickly and. Uh, and this should make you happy because this is a Baldur's Gate 3 W was best mm-hmm. RPG. This was a stacked category, actually. Like you got yeah. Baldur's Gate, you got Final Fantasy 16. My personal favorite would have been Sea of Stars, but I think even that Sea of Stars made it into the the final five. It's like 
pretty indicative of the quality of that game. This Life of P game, everybody's talking about it. I don't know what the hell it is. I don't know what it is either. I do remember seeing trailers for it. Yeah. Vaguely. And Starfield um, was there too, which that's got to be one of the biggest busts of uh, 2023, right? Yeah. Like, I saw I'm sure a lot it's a of fine memes. game, but like. Yeah, I saw a lot of memes about how Starfield won nothing. And yeah. Um, Baldur's Gate 3, yeah, should definitely take this away because not only could you like role play as one of the main characters, but got to role play as whatever character you wanted and you could and it was just like it was one of those things where like yeah i like to role play in my games but everything's pretty set for you yeah. but in this game you had to like you had to bend to the circumstances you had to bend to the dice you had to bend to the characters doing what you weren't expecting them to do is there and literal I think dice really in that game there's dice yeah oh that makes me not want it's to fine it so like bad no it's like it's not it doesn't take you away from the immersion. And I think it, like, I think it actually makes, it, like, heightens. Because you don't know what's going to happen. You're like, I'm going to roll the dice on this decision. But if it goes bad, I have to make another decision, you know? And I think it makes it really super, like, great for this category, for role-playing. And I, it was so much fun. I, like, got really immersed in it. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I, have, I have a category that I want to talk about really quickly. I thought this was ridiculous, actually. Okay. And that's the best ongoing game category, which actually I really like that this is a category because like you don't hear about that a lot. But like you, I mean, there's a lot of games that like actively, you know, continue to have content, continue to have events, whatever. Um, and like you look at the the nominees, it's like Final Fantasy 14 checks out, Fortnite checks out, Genshin Impact. People love that game for some reason. I've never played, whatever. Cyberpunk 2077 won. Yeah. And I'm like... Is that an ongoing game, or did they just get, like, a big batch of DLC? I don't know. Also, like, I don't know. I felt like it was just kind of, like, I don't know. Like, a make-do, almost, like, like for for correcting their, their crappy launch. Like, I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I guess I feel like that game shouldn't be like, rewarded, for lack of better word, or for lack of better term, for, like, being so awful when it launched. And, like, now it's like, mm -hmm. okay, two years later, now this is a great game, because they put in all this content and fixed a bunch of bugs like i don't know i was just kind of like i didn't yeah i i guess i'm going to me when i was thinking about it i didn't look up the nominees beforehand i was like oh is this gonna be about fortnite or apex or whatever because those are like those have seasons right where you like they continuously give out content for it so i'm not too sure about that category so i'm not sure i really care who won <laughs> well fair enough all right what else do you want to talk about okay I think the biggest thing that I wanted to talk about it, and they did it right at the top of the show, was best performance. And, I, like, this got me emotional, and then the rest of the show was a bust for me. But <laughs> um, I wouldn't say, like, anybody from the Baldur's Gate 3 cast did a fantastic job. But I'm so, like, super proud of Neil Newbon for that he got nominated, because his character in there is, like, is, like, intense, and you get really connected to him. And, like, the fact that they spent, like, four years with these characters, they had to read thousands and thousands of lines in different tones because what, depending on how that character perceives you as the player, you know, it would have a different tone. Like, if they hate you, they would have a hateful tone. If they liked you, they would have, a, like, a, a more playful tone. And Neil had to do that. On top of that, he had scenes that made me, like, bawling my eyes out. And I was just, like... I was so excited that he got nominated <laughs> and then I was so proud of him for winning and like he went up there and started his like speech and it was he was starting to like tear up himself and I was like oh my little baby bean I was so proud of him and then they rushed him and I was so pissed because he was talking about something important and so did they I literally play how... the uh, the Oscar music like to get him off they stage? did because that stinks <laughs> yeah they did and they were making jokes at the beginning because of judge having his long speech last year and he was like they were making jokes about it, which I think is good because I'm sure that was like awkward and, and uncomfortable. But then they started playing music for Neil and he was talking about how like people in the community felt seen by this game, felt represented by this game and that he was so glad to be a part of that and to help people. And he continues to help people. He like streams and like signs cards for people and like talks to them on his streams. He streams the game. He He does so much for the community that I was just like, Really excited for him to be up there to talk about it, but he didn't get a chance. That's too bad. Um, yeah. Well, at least, at least Gonzo got his time in, I guess. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, I think, like, 
I mean, that was really the the awards that I was interested in. Um, although, actually, maybe there's one more that I want to talk about here really quickly. Because I, I don't know if I actually caught this, but there was the, the best family game, which I was pretty sure Super Mario Bros. Wonder was going to win, and it did. And, mm-hmm. and I kind of, I missed this one, and I didn't even see what the nominations were. So I was, like, thinking to myself, like, what's the over-under that, like, four of these games are Nintendo Switch games? And it was actually less. I think I would have lost that. That there's only Pikmin and Mario that, uh, mm, that were nominated. Yeah. But that's uh, that's usually like the Nintendo award, you know, for yeah. the show. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I would say knowing what we know, the game awards are, and putting aside the fact that obviously what we wish they were, um, I thought this was like one of the better game award shows. Like, it was okay, yeah. But that that's what I mean, like, it was okay, and that makes it one of the better Game Award shows, I think, <laughs> you know, like... There's been a couple years where it was, like, so painful, and we were like, oh my god, when is this gonna be over? And of course, we watch it because we're hoping there's any kind of, like, Zelda content we can yeah. cover, and, and, and like, there usually isn't. I think it was a little bit nicer, too, because this year... You know you know the first Nintendo Direct that we watched after Tears of the Kingdom came out? And you were just like, it's nice just to, like, kind of watch it and not have to be like, okay, where's, yeah. where's Zelda? Where's Zelda? Where's Zelda? Right. This was kind of the same thing, where it was like, yeah. expect nothing, get nothing, go in, fine, leave, fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least that was that was for me. And my tardiness maybe contributed to the fact, thinking that... Uh, was it the worst show I've ever seen, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but you didn't have to do an hour of it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I had to, I had to, to stay with Zora the cat. She was getting groomed, which is a an ordeal in and of itself. Yeah, I bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have a cat. You know what I'm talking about. I know. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like I, I mean, I thought that it was like a decent, it was a decent show for for what it is. I think the right game won Game of the Year, which is always good because that doesn't always mm-hmm. happen at the Game Awards. Um, yep. And yeah, I mean, like, certainly, there's certainly some things I wish were different. But I, I think at this point, that's that's just what the show is now. And it's like, it we we still are never going to have a legitimate equivalent to like the Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. This is like kind of hokey, like, but the best that we got. It's hilarious that they have a category for best community support, which usually has to do with like the the studio and the devs listening to the community. And then, <laughs> and then, like clearly, the video game community is like Jeff. You gotta, you gotta change things. You gotta do it different. And he just won't. It's like, but then at the same time, he does get like millions and millions of views. So like, he's like, this is clearly working. You know. I mean, if we're if we're being honest too, I think the vast majority of people would rather the format where it's like game premiere, game premiere, game premiere, an award here or there. Like, I think most people you know would ra- would rather that than a legitimate award show which is which is like have too bad and a half award show yeah i wonder uh if you turn ad blocker on how long the show would be <laughs> like 15 yeah. minutes mm-hmm. either way um all right that's the game awards not a lot of zelda content uh, going on at that show unfortunately but some interesting tidbits and uh yeah, still, I mean, it's not certainly not looking very good for my proclamation that the Switch 2 is coming in 2023. Just thinking about that, yeah. So, I mean, this is, you know, we're about to enter the, the slow season if we're not there already. Um, the big game is out for for the year. That was Mario RPG and Mario Wonder. I don't, I don't even know what the next, like, big Nintendo Switch game coming out is. Maybe that Peach game? Yeah. Oh yeah, Peach. Um, Which is like in February, and it, yeah. it like, and that's I mean, with with all respect, like that's a holdover game for sure. So like I, yeah. I do feel like this has got to be it's got to be coming soon. Maybe January they'll do a similar thing that they did to the Switch presentation in 2017. Maybe yeah, because uh, I don't know what the heck. Yeah, now, <laughs> I don't what, know what's on the horizon. We usually get a direct in February, right? February, March. That is true. Yep. Yep. So, so we're almost there. That's our next big Nintendo news is probably around there. Yep. Um, well, yeah. So, I mean, that was the Game Awards. They are what they are. I've seen worse Game Awards shows for whatever that's worth. I was happy to see Sea of <laughs> Stars get uh, get a little bit of love. You were happy for Baldur's Gate 3. And we got some little interesting 
uh, tidbits about Tears mm-hmm. of the Kingdom and its development and future and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, that was that was kind of cool. Next week is Best Zelda Ever. I'm pumped. Yes, I am too. I love it. I'm so excited. I'm excited, well, selfishly, because this is the first one I haven't had to edit. And it's a, it's a monster. Yes! It's a monster <laughs> to edit. Like it's. I've helped you, and it's, like, not fun. <laughs> uh, like... 30,000 word beast to, to put together. I don't even know if that's accurate. It might be more to be honest, but um, I don't remember. So, so the whole idea is, is that the entire Zelda dungeon staff, um, which in previous years has just been our writing team, but yeah. now it's open up to the entire staff. They were all asked to submit a list ranking their favorite Zelda all the way down to their least favorite Zelda. You get a point based on where you list that it all gets added up and put into one master list and that my friends is the best Zelda ever list that's coming on the 16th of december so uh, right in time for christmas we're going to be giving our thoughts on that list and we are going to be talking about where we slotted our own zelda games and uh I, i'm ready already i'm ready to I'm defend ready myself i'm I think, oh god, yeah, you might have to. I think um, I will. But I think you'll be excited about um, where I have Minish Cap because I played it this last year. I so. think I will too. I think yeah. I will too. I can't wait till you play Tingle's Rosy Rupeland and rank that in your top three. <laughs> but, but I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> uh, that's that's next week. So come back for that. This could be a, a good time. Uh, we are going to get out of here. Of course, we want you to check us out wherever. You get your podcast, like, subscribe, recommend, rate, review, all that stuff. you got a Zelda fan in your life, tell them where they can get their weekly Zelda fix. And you can check us out over on Twitter, at TheZeldaCast, at Spateri316, at Allison Aletha. And uh, we're, we're over on Threads of Blue Sky and all that stuff as well on the same handles. You can check us out there. Uh, we got a Patreon. And in fact, immediately following this recording, Al, I will be recording the new ZeldaCast Top 10s, uh, the last one of the year. So... That's going to be a lot of fun. So if you want to take that Zelda cast le- uh, membership to the next level, that's how you do it, man. You get you get bonus episodes every month. And if you're a patron, you can come podcast with me. I've had a bunch of uh, people come on that, that are just patrons, and uh, they come in and do a show with me. It's a lot of fun. So, uh, you know, don't be shy. Um, and that, my friends, that's it. That's it. That's all. So enjoy your week. We're back here next week for Best Zelda Ever. Play Pikmin 4, play Sea of Stars, play uh, a lot of the cool games that were nominated this year, and we will see you then. Chilling thrillers of hard-boiled killers begin.